0: Welcome to this ICMA podcast on aspects of our work in the international capital markets, as featured in the latest ICMA quarterly report. Hello, this is Mushtaq Kapasi, Chief Representative for Asia Pacific for ICMA. I'll be speaking on the Hong Kong Securities and Futures Commission's conduct requirements for book building and placing. In October 2021, the Hong Kong Securities and Futures Commission, or the SFC, released consultation conclusions on a new code of conduct for capital market transactions in Hong Kong. This is the most significant regulation of debt primary markets in Asia Pacific in recent memory. In fact, the SFC's proposals in certain aspects go beyond regulatory requirements found in other debt capital markets, including the EU and United States. The new code will, at minimum, apply to all bond issuances managed from Hong Kong. The reforms will likely cover a large proportion of cross-border G3 Asian deals and almost all international bonds from Chinese issuers. The new rules may also affect global deals with a more tenuous Hong Kong connection. The new code is effective 5th of August, 2022, reflecting a nine-month implementation period. ICMA will work closely with intermediaries, investors, and the SFC during this period. Overall, the final code is largely in line with expectations. The final code includes some clarifications as well as material changes to provisions that posed legal and practical problems, but no large scale revisions from the originally proposed text. I will now summarize highlights of the new code. First, the scope for DCM transactions remains as originally proposed. The code applies to relevant book building, placing, and marketing activities conducted in Hong Kong. On the other hand, ECM deals are either fully in scope or fully out of scope on a transaction basis, depending on whether or not they are listed in Hong Kong. Next, all active syndicate members must be formally appointed at an early stage with a written agreement that specifies roles, responsibilities, and information on the fee structure. Next, Syndicates should advise on pricing and allocation, but should follow the allocation strategy agreed with the issuer. Syndicate managers do not have to advise issuers on syndicate membership or on fees. With respect to proprietary orders, proprietary orders of syndicates must be treated as subordinate to outside investor orders, unless otherwise advised by the issuer. For these purposes, arm's length orders from syndicate asset management arms Will not be considered proprietary. In other words, they are pari passu with external client orders. But orders from treasury arms of syndicate banks will be considered proprietary. Next, book updates to investors are effectively mandatory under the SFC rules. Syndicates should disclose complete and accurate information on a timely manner and the status of the order book to targeted investors. Next, The code requires assessment of investor clients. In particular, lead managers should take all reasonable steps to identify investors who are associated with issuers and should advise issuers to provide sufficient information to syndicates to enable them to reasonably identify associated investors. The code also requires increased transparency with respect to investors. X orders are prohibited with no exceptions. And for so-called omnibus orders, syndicate members will have to disclose the underlying investor identities to issuers and to the senior syndicate managers. The intention here is to enable discovery of duplicate orders and orders associated with the issuer or with syndicates. Next, with respect to rebates, there's no outright ban, but disclosure of rebates is required. Rebates may be offered by issuers to intermediaries, but cannot be passed on to end investors. Next, syndicates should not knowingly accept inflated orders and they have to clarify with investor clients orders that appear unusual. Last but not least, there are record keeping requirements. Syndicates must keep a robust audit trail including among other things, records of all orders and changes to the order book as well as key communications with and information provided to the issuer to other syndicate members and investors. So in conclusion, ICMA will remain active over the implementation phase, engaging directly with the SFC and through the ICMA syndicate and investor communities to establish common practices on procedures and documentation to comply with the code. Thank you. To read more on capital markets news and developments, please access the ICMA quarterly report on our website. Thank you for listening.